This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators. Follow. Follow the sun And which way the wind blows When this day is done Breathe Breathe in the air Set your intentions Dream with care Hey, hey, let's enter into the joy zone with these indie creators. Brand new moon and brand new sun. Hey, 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 welcome back. This is Thomas Ardovani with Suzanne Toro. We have Matt Kalen in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Kalen, there he is. Do we see see the beautiful Matt Kalen? Oh. Saxophonist musician. <laughs> hey, look at that smile. Hey, look at that smile. Listen, some musicians have all of that magic, and you guys take so much of it for granted because you get up there and do it. But you're doing the thing that all of us wish we could do. I mean, the rock star yeah. mentality. When, when did you When did you first get into this idea of being a musician or even being a little rock star with all, all these wonderful bands that you played with? I mean, my goodness. The Violent Femmes. Yeah. Who else? Who else, have, who else have you played with? You know, I've played one song with a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> kind hey, of the one song. Hey, that's more than most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played with some great people throughout my career, and I won't even mention their names, but it's been good you stuff. You won't mention? Why not? It's good. I don't know. Why not? I mean, it makes you... Your... I've done, like, one song with Social Distortion. I've done one song with... Uh, 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 Bert Backrack. I've done Bert one Backrack. song with Louis Belson on drums. <laughs> What's your favorite? You know? What's your favorite venue? There's a lot of reggae down here. Ooh, my favorite venue to play. Oh, well, my 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 venue goal is still the Hollywood Bowl, and I'm working for that one. I'm working towards that. I was there last night and kind of pulled some That's vibes a great venue. in. Yeah, there in the Greek. Have you played the Greek? Haven't played the Greek. That's the other one yeah, that I want to get. Those in are on. great venues. Both yeah. of those. All right, yeah. we're going to envision you right okay, there yes. with Manuel the band. With Manuel the band. All Manuel, right. So the, what, what, the, the journey of a musician. So you guys you guys are creating that magic every time you get in front of an audience, you pick up that instrument. Yeah. I mean, when was that? When did you, when did you get bit with that? Uh, you know, I got bit with it, believe <laughs> it or not. I, I had always been a musician and started out, you know, probably at six taking piano my uh my uncle harold was the drummer for the jimmy dorsey orchestra oh my god he would go out on tour and he was so you'd hear all so you'd hear all about him all the time yeah uh especially on meatloaf night which was monday (laughs) Um, (laughs) when uncle harold would come over for dinner for meatloaf yeah (laughs) but he would uh he would he would he gave me a snare drum and wrote what i was supposed to practice on the drum and that kind of got me started into feeling the music 
and I had always taken piano, and then I switched over to clarinet when I was uh, in elementary and junior high school. Clarinet, I know how to play clarinet. No, it's kind of dorky, but I no. used to go. I used to go into my uh, my teacher, uh, Abe Most, was the director of the Sunny and Cher Orchestra. Oh my goodness! And so he had this room about the size of the room that mm. we're in. Filled with instruments, and wow. I would walk in just <laughs> like a kid in, in a candy awe, store, <laughs> in awe. And every now and then, I'd say, "Can you play that one for me?" And he'd pull it out oh. and just go <laughs> on that thing. And he, he he inspired me so much. And we're talking about joy. I mean, that just you know, as like you know, an open sponge. Yeah, absolutely. so he was like he was like yeah. your mentor. He was the guy that was, was actually a, feeding you the the love of the music or at, that or that magical little thing that allowed you to realize that wow. That's something you want to do, huh? For sure at that age, definitely. It's amazing yeah. how, how you like, a, I mean, musicians too are like sponges. I mean, you guys are really measured on your ability to come in and adapt to whatever's going on around you. Right. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of this creative impetus is you're having your ability to adapt, which is indicative of the love of the artist. You know, that's, that, that's always magic to me. Right. And you know, um, we're uh, musicians, we're inspired by what other artists bring to us a lot, you know? I mean, and you'll hear something, oh, I really love that that part, and you'll want to kind of create something similar or, or have be inspired by that, mm. you know. Well, you guys have you guys have an ear. What what is this what does this mean when you say you have an ear? When you have an ear, you you can adapt. <laughs> I'm a real ear guy too, so it's funny <laughs> you mentioned that. Um, I can I you know, you can put me in any situation. And I'll be able to just listen to a little bit. Like if I'm sitting in somewhere and, and, and people say, well, what do you want to play? And I'll say, whatever you guys are playing. What is your mm. band? Whatever you guys are doing. You know, I can I can meld in. I listen a little bit. You fit in and you and it's like it's kind of like a, a thing, a, a part about life, really, in a way, like a band, you know, it's like a family and and. When you're working with other people, you want to blend in, mm. right? You don't want to just stick out and be in the front <laughs> and go eh, and show off. You want to blend in and be a part of the group, you know. Well, there must have been a must have been yeah. a point at which you you know you're looking at your your uncle and you're watching, and then there's a yeah. got to be another transition to where you realize, hey, maybe I could totally, maybe I could actually do that. How, where Absolute, were you when you realized that moment? College. Mm. I was totally in college. I went into college as a geology major. I had a professor who said, you know, maybe you should maybe over to music. Humboldt State University. Humboldt State. Yeah, NorCal. (laughs) And um and you know, all of a sudden something kinda hit me and I started playing parties in a band and What happened? What do you mean something kinda hit you? I mean that's that's a that's a pivotal moment. It I was mean, a very pivotal moment. What, what I realized what, I wanted to be a musician. What, what instrument were you playing when saxophone. it hit you? Oh, the sax. sax. Yeah. The sax is such a passionate, powerful, yeah. powerful, powerful instrument. I mean, that's like the most it dominant. It commands everyone's it attention. It commands oh, everybody's who, who attention. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to do it because You're the clarinet sauce. was like, eh, and sax. Yeah, I can play in a rock band. Yeah. You know, I can, I can play rock. Have anything to do with the girls? Well, getting the girls, perhaps. <laughs> even though I, 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 let's just face it, I ne- never really happened for me. <laughs> um, the big fro, the big glasses. Yeah, I was not a chick magnet at the time. Yeah, how you yeah. blew that sax? You must have come off the stage going, I, "Hey, it, it, yeah." You know, there's hey. moments for sure. Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. No. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's definitely where you want to go if the guy don't want to talk about it. You're like yeah. this. Well, talk a little bit about harmony, because what you were saying before we got to college, 
how you, rather than sticking out, you know, we would look at that, like, yeah. look at me, kind of more of an egoic, you know, and definitely a sax player gets that, like, special moment. You're the secret right. sauce that comes out there, and everyone's like, whoa. But then you retract and be in harmony. Can you share a little bit about the importance sure. of that and sure. how you take that from the stage into real life? Yeah, you know, I'd rather, I'm, like, I'd rather be the sax player that has, that blends in to the project and then you have your one moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where you come out and you shine and you make that moment special. Right. You know what I mean? And it's true. It's like being, being in an actual band, even just working with musicians just like on a kind of a one-off project, right. you really have to blend in and be part of the group. And like you said, in, in harmony with yourself, and the other people you're working with mm -hmm. and your instrument and let's not forget about your audience for goodness sakes because yeah. they're who who you're really doing it for when did you wake you up know? to that idea that it, that it was actually the audience that was uh, i always woke up to it I, from the very beginning how do you teach that you you teach music too. i do teach music so i mean what what are the, some of the stages <laughs> that you got to take these these people through yeah well i, I fear <laughs> you take them through fear? I, I try, or you give them fear? I, I try and calm their fear. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, um, is this like a military and, uh, Yeah, no, it's class? interesting because I taught uh, 40 piano students today. And I had one of the students came up, and they're, they're, they're young, you know, they're 10, 12. Yeah. And one of the students came up and says, I'm really scared about to be in this class today, and I, I don't know if I can do it. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. And I just, I said, you know, you can just, you can just stand to the side and just blend in and just listen and absorb. I won't ask you a bunch of questions, you know, and then I'll put you to the keyboard and right. and you can just have fun with it. At the end of the class, she was just like beaming this nice. kid, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so how empowering. What, yeah, what's your relationship to that fear factor these days? How do you manage that? There must be some gigs, like when you do, when you do do them, you do probably get a little, how do you manage the nerves? How do you manage to find your way back into the, to the space to be effective? Yeah, you know, I don't, Honestly, I don't get super nervous in front of a big crowd. I get more nervous getting ready, you know, <laughs> more than anything. Like I'm a I'm a nightmare to be around half hour before the gig, <laughs> you know. I'm just a swirl. Sorry, honey. Um, <laughs> I'm just a swirl yeah. of 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 mayhem. But isn't that part of your process? But that's thank you so much. It's yes, part of your process. That is totally my process. <laughs> but what happens and, between and that crazy state of mind and then the one that that all of a sudden you pick I'm, up that? You what know happens? what? The more the merrier. The bigger the crowd. I don't know. I love being on stage and being an entertainer and sharing what I have as a musician with people to make feel good, you know, to make them feel good. And you just certainly yeah. do that. We were we were at the 4th of July. So I've been trying to get to see you a couple times this year, but the one time I did get to see you was at the Seal Beach 4th of July yeah. celebration. Yeah. And you know, we were jamming, we were dancing, we were just going crazy yeah. at that place. I mean, the the amount of if you even if you think about how much the society pulls from music to keep our heads up, mm -hmm. like I use music two three hours a day. I got it going on. I got it going on in my headphones. And different musicians, <laughs> right. different things are in, 
keeping me like I'm feeding off of this external vibration to to inspire me to keep moving. Well, it takes us so many different places. Right. I mean, even playing and if you can share like I mean, oh. you play a lot of different varying genres with the saxophone right. and so you go a lot of different places. Every every <laughs> now and then I'll I'll get in that zone and I'll close <laughs> my eyes and I'll, I will I, I will I mean, maybe it sounds cliché, but I will definitely lose myself. In a moment, pretty much mm-hmm. at every gig I play, well, yeah, for, there's that one moment for you, that I lose For you, myself. that's a cliche because it's part, it's part of your job. But, but for a lot of us, and maybe for some of the audience, losing themselves might that that might be a foregone conclusion for them, unless they're drunk or unless they're doing some something that allows them to go away. Yeah. But what is this losing yourself? What is that? Oh, I, I mean, you take that for granted. I have a sense of what it is. And how relative that is to maintaining my well-being, but that's something that definitely elevates our joy scores. That's definitely something when we lose ourselves. Are we actually losing ourselves? Or are we actually finding ourselves? We're finding know? ourselves. <laughs> I, like, I like that. You know, we're actually yeah. we're actually more finding who we really are in that moment as opposed to living through some sort of convention, right? Yeah, you know is that it, how you describe it, it, it. It's interesting because. Um, the, the, the group that I'm playing with now, Manuel, the band, I'll, I, I will never forget the first time that I went down and played with them. And um, uh, I was standing next to George Madrid, our pedal steel guitar player. And uh, it was kind of like my turn to, to take the solo, you know, and and this was a harmonious. I'd never played with them before. Uh. And I had just and all of a sudden I just like closed my eyes and it was like, I, you know, I, gosh, I don't even know how to explain it. Losing yourself in there, but finding yourself, and it's that moment <laughs> where you you feel you really feel it in your heart. You know, and, and you're oh my, I'm so grateful to be able to do this. And as you're doing it, you're as actually you're reflecting. It, yes. as you're in that motion. Yeah, yeah, and and I remember that happened at that time when I realized I really wanted. I was like, oh, I need to be a part of this project. You know, at that moment. It happens with me. I play with a Swedish group, and every time I go over there, you know, and play with them, there's always that one moment in the two where where it's like your heart kind of jumps, and you're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this." This is yeah, but, 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 but you're thinking and feeling that, but still able to still navigate the music, pick up from your surroundings, uh, yes. feed your audience. I mean, you're like you're very present. I mean, it must seem like yeah. you're the center of the universe at that point. Yeah. Sure. I mean, and that's something that we all aspire and strive to do, and uh, that's that's the gift that you have of take, just being a musician and doing it every day, and doing your gigs, and and your job actually brings that level of enlightenment to you. I mean, I mean, there must not be a time as a musician that actually has a gig or a group or a support where you're just not just uh, feeling really grateful. Yeah. You know that, and especially with Super the grateful. especially with your with your band. Tell, tell, tell us about this band. The band. It's uh, What are the names of these guys? What's the name of the drummer? Uh, it's Manuel Frobro on drums. Brandon Charlesworth on drums. Brandon uh, Charlesworth. Manuel, yeah. Uh, Frobro. He's got Frobro. Big, big Frobro. Hair. Uh, I saw a picture hair. of him. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Grajeda is our kind of leader 
uh, and obviously Manuel the band. He's like our chief songwriter mm. and uh, chick magnet, so to speak. He's <laughs> 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 single, ladies. Uh, George Madrid playing pedal steel guitar, and George is a big part of the Long Beach music scene with other groups mm. and other projects. And you're, you're, lo- just, you're an LBC he's, local, he's too. A, he's stellar, yeah. And yeah. who else you got in there? Uh, Richard Fernandez is playing trumpet and trombone. Wicked horn section in this group. Yeah, so you have trombone. You guys have a huge yeah. event Sax. coming. You guys, who else? Who oh, else Kevin Nowaki on bass. Kevin Nowaki. So you guys Nowaki. have a huge event coming up soon, we're, right? We're uh, this Saturday. We're playing at the Music Taste Good Festival. It's kind of it's not our first festival, but it's like our first real big music festival yeah. gig. Um, and that's uh, Saturday. Uh, we uh, we hit at one o'clock. And it's gonna be it's gonna be really and that's here really, in Long Beach. That's here right? in Long Beach, yeah. And it's called the music. Music tastes good. Tastes yeah. good. Yes, music it does. Music tastes good. Can yeah. you move that mic down a little bit so we can see your pretty face? Ah. Okay. There you go. Not How's talk. That? Direct your voice to it. Nine twenty nine at. There you that's go. That's a good number. Nine. No, there you go. I'm you got sexy, it. So <laughs> here we go. There you go. Better. Thank you, Thomas. Cool. So, and are you guys playing out in the desert, too? We're playing out in the desert next week uh, in the Coachella Valley. Yeah. And uh, we got a, just got a great write-up uh, yeah, review no, from Orange OC County. Weekly, and uh, as well as Coachella Valley Weekly. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm feel really blessed to be working with these guys, the young musicians. Uh, there's like there's like fire in this band. Yeah, putting a little pep mean? back in your step. Not only <laughs> a lot of pep in my step. <laughs> Not only that, though, we're talking about joy. I tell you, this music it brings so much yeah, joy to people. This it's a really unique sound, and and we're so grateful to be able to do it for one. But you know, and what genre are, really are you guys putting it. you in? Because I was like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I don't know. Because it's not really it's not Americana, but it's yeah. not rock. It's, it's a little blend. It's music. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> cool music. Yeah. It's, have you have you ever yeah. have you have you ever wished you were somewhere where you're not? I, is this what you want to be doing? Is this is this where you thought you'd be? Is this something uh, mm. that you're that you've just settled into and you're just going to ride this wave out? Good question. Uh, you know, I never know where I'm going to be, and I never know where I'm going to be the next day, really. But do you ever imagine it stopping? No. <laughs> Can't no. right? No. Can't. You know, I, I, people say so. So what are you going to do when you retire? And I'm like, retire? What's that? <laughs> you you know? will always be I mean, playing. Uh, um, uh, I love playing for one person or 100,000 people. You know what I mean? And I don't see myself ever stopping. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. You know, you know what's cool doing, is, is you're, you're definitely expending a, a lot of energy when you go do this. So, you, so your life must yeah. be set up in such a way where you're where you're, where you're taking in a lot. It says, uh, you, you know, your adventure. You like the outdoors. Uh, you have a one beautiful wife. Yeah. You've had a your family man, yeah. right? Yep. And so, uh, how are how are the how do these other things feed? How do these other things feed you? I mean, do you conscientiously do a workout. Do you conscientiously conscientiously go certain places to kind of wake up or yeah. help you even evolve further into your musical yeah. mindset? Uh, what do you do? How, how does that work? How do we balance our life with uh, our art? Uh, 
surprisingly, walking the dog is a real good one. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> taking a good the one. dog for a walk. I appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, that's a that's a mega chill time for me to think, to uh, reflect a little bit. I know it sounds odd, but it's no. It's, no. A, it's really good time not, by not, myself. The not, dog not, likes not, it not too. In this, not in this space, it's not <laughs> odd. Yeah. <laughs> because it, cause these are the these are the little keys that, you know, to a listening audience, you're a musician, but and you've been doing this for a long, a pretty long, long time. Pretty yeah. long time, yeah. and you've been able to sustain the inspiration. A lot of people might get after something for a couple of years and then get dissuaded, put the thing down. Life might take them away. You must be. You must have established a sort of a lifestyle where you you're actually yeah. living in order to feed the music. I maybe or something like that. So if you when you're walking the dog or you know your uh, your what was the latest adventure that Con- you went on? Constantly, the latest adventure I went on was Lisa and I went to Costa Rica over the summer, and uh, I brought a travel sax with me, like mm. a little tiny tiny <laughs> horn, one. and sure enough. We ran into some friends that wow. we had met previously down there, went to the guy's restaurant and had this jam that nice. was in the jungle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally in the jungle. <laughs> it was so magic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like a magic night, you know. And so, so that that's, uh, that's, that's, you, a, that, that's an that's an unforeseen. But yeah. you're always you always I guess you're always not so far from your instrument. Yeah, how does that yeah. shift? How does perceiving the world as a musician? To, uh, how do you see the world? Are you, are you? Does all of this being tuned into frequency and sound? I mean, how does that affect your moment-to-moment existence, even in and amongst a group of people? How are, how are you navigating? Like, are you? Do you find yourself more keyed into the ear? Are you? Are you uh, more sensitive? Always listening. Always listening. Always listening. Always listening. Maybe, maybe sometimes selective listening at home. But <laughs> well, you have to have a break, right? Yeah. Your job is about listening, so you right, have a break. Right. But uh, always hearing some something in music, and you know, there's there's amazing music in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, unbelievable music in the how, wind. Or how, does, how, does, how does that or, happen? Can you put yourself into some environment? When was the last time you were inspired completely ooh. by nature? Oh, well, it, it definitely, you know, last time I was inspired by nature actually was just down here in Southern California at San Onofre just a couple of weeks ago. Mm. So beautiful. Water so yeah, warm. So were, you, were you surfing? Yeah. 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 Oh, you're surfing? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the ways in which you get in touch, right? Indeed. Surfing, skiing. Um, I, I used to do a lot of ski mountaineering and that would, that gets you into places you would never you could never possibly imagine yourself. Yeah, and, I showed you know, how you carry your little yeah, avalanche tube. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm kind of thinking about one, you know, it, time in particular when I my friends, everybody pulled out at the last minute, and I'm like, well, I've got my time. I'm going, you know. It's possibly even pre-being a family man. And so I drove up to the backcountry, to Tioga Pass, to and hiked up literally to the highest... With my skis on my back. Nice. You know, and a pair of shorts and everything. And I'll never forget being out there by myself on that that one particular day out there. And just so quiet. Mm. And not a soul around. And I'm thinking, it's possible nobody's ever even been in this spot before. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that was really inspiring. Musically, you know. Yeah. So, so, so just the, this is, that's interesting. The silence or the space... 
yeah. or the moment that you had with yourself reflecting, yeah. you said that for me is musical. Definitely. C- connect us. Yeah. I mean, the the whole aspect of being out there in nature, uh, you feel you feel God presence, you feel spirit, you feel. <laughs> Altitude dizzy. <laughs> That's right. That's altitude dizzy. Yeah, and you feel like you. It's it's inspiring. Yeah. What, what yeah. is this it's God? What is this God? What is this God presence? What is that? Ooh. <laughs> wow. How did this? How did this all get here? And how did I end up in this spot? Yeah. In this spot. And how did I? How did I? For some reason, drive myself to want to throw on a huge pack with skis and hike eight miles in my ski boots straight uphill. Yeah. to the top just that's, to be in this just to be in this one spot you know yeah. but now you're in your and, spot and you're probably not asking yourself that question you're just in that spot right yeah that's you're in that you, spot. you earned your way to that spot and now, and now what happened uh you get up enough courage to ski down ah. <laughs> ah, so so there is a bit of a moment on top of the mountain where you're seemingly in tune with nature you and, you and nature are not separate at that point definitely and that's where, and that's where yeah. probably these uh, musical epiphanies come in, right? Things yeah, occur for sure. You know, I um, I I have a place out in Joshua Tree now, and that's nice. really, really inspiring me a lot. Um, so what do you, again, so the, what do you go out to Joshua there. Tree and what do you do? You just sit. Uh, I take my horn up into the rocks, into the big rock formations. Oh my god! And play up in these rock <laughs> formations, and the sound bounces off the walls. So how do you know? Yeah. It's, so when you're in a situation like that, how do you know it's time to play? Or is there any cognizant Ooh. sense of I'm just sitting? And then when when is there a transition that I'm going to play now, or is yeah. it all of a sudden just like I'm I'm just playing now? He's depends a good how, listener. De, de, yeah, really <laughs> depends on how far I hike in and where I'm at and what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll find a spot. I have a place out in the you know where the Alabama Hills is. Alabama, Alabama. I don't, I don't Alab- no, it's in, Alabama in Hills. Joshua, in Joshua Tree? That actually is in um, uh, uh, Lone Pine. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I've got a spot out there where I drive the car to and I walk maybe a quarter mile in right. to this, like, little cave thing, and I, like, I blow in there for, like, half an hour. Yeah. But you go into the cave out. thing, so walk us <laughs> yeah. into the cave. Yeah. So you're walking us into a cave. Yeah. Go ahead, walk us into the cave. Open my case, take the horn out, ooh, Isn't and it sounds nice? just like this. Uh, I'll I'll kind of jam a little. I'll maybe kind of. Oh, you're rushing try, it. Oh, oh, you're rushing it. Oh, wait a Ooh. second. Oh, wait he's a, a sax player. No, but he's he's rushing it. You know you know what? I'll I'll tap <laughs> no, into no, maybe no foreplay. <laughs> no foreplay before you play. You are listening to the indie creators in the joy zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on ninety nine point one FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. He's a sax player. So if you're looking at <laughs> if you're looking at ideal yeah. circumstances before you blow that horn, like yes, it, like ideal circumstances, like. W- is it, is it does it just come out of me being immersed in my environment and then the horn is reflecting of me being in that environment is that like an ideal artistic 
maybe yeah, way to describe you know it. You know, when I'm playing out in nature like that, whether it's in Joshua Tree or Alabama Hills or up in the mountains or something, you know, I will, I like to tap into uh, uh, other players. Like I'll tap into like John Coltrane or something who was a real improvisational, mm. real spirit-connected player yeah so you know full. yeah definitely and i'll tap into something that i normally wouldn't do which you know because i play a lot of pop music and mm. rock music and reggae and funk and ska and stuff like yeah. that so maybe i'll tap into something that's a little more connective you know in your soul a little bit when yeah. i'm playing out in nature and in joshua tree i'm i'm really starting to it's very prehistoric to, out there yeah it's and once again it's the quiet yeah out there you know i i can go to our place out there on the dirt road and not see anybody for three days yeah. Wow. Not even a car will drive by. N- no, nothing. Yeah. You so know, there's, there's, a, there's a beautiful film out called Blaze. Have you, you about very this ex- extraordinary, extraordinary artist? Okay. I, I learned I learned a thing or two watching that film about the possibly the mindset of a of a musician. But in terms of, let's get into like the impact, like optimal opportunity or an optimal way that you impact your audience do, do, all of these vibrations and these frequencies that yeah. you send through the environment that impact your audience the, there's like qualitatively these are very different because yeah. we can start to define a great player from from somebody that's that's not a great player right the, do, do you have is there is there <laughs> an is there an ideal like like if i'm in tune with nature yeah. and my frequency is out into the space and I blow that horn. Do you feel those frequencies travel on your presence? Oh yeah, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but <laughs> you see, know. you see, that's magic. <laughs> see, that's magic. But that's something that yeah, you... I didn't even have to think. Yes, that's <laughs> the answer. So, so that's 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 really important for yeah. you. So, how you move into that relationship to the environment you're in in order to share those frequencies is really. That's the magical yeah. aspect for me about a musician playing any instrument, or in my in my particular field, the the bo- the the actual body is the instrument. Like the body for a performing yeah. artist, it, uh, I mean that the communicating faculty for the performing artist is the body. There's not an instrument attached to it. We look at this thing right. as the instrument, and then like this natural extension of a musician, I'm imagining that they this thing becomes an extension of like an arm or a leg or so, something. It is, yeah. totally. Well, think about a saxophone. You know, the the instrument only works with your breath. That's right? right? That's right, the right. only and way sure it works. The, I can hold it and go like this, yeah, and it doesn't like play, but your, your body, your breath, your human breath is what makes the sound. So... Every breath that you, every breath you take, every breath that you put into the, <laughs> into the, every breath that you put into that instrument is part of you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and it, it doesn't work without that that human connection. Yeah. So you got that. Instrument. So that's that's the breath. Yeah, and it's a, it's really a, it when you're holding it, it's really a, it's really a part of you. You know, I played a a, a show on Sunday, and uh, I was kind of doing my moment with the solo, and I popped this highest of highest of highest <laughs> screaming high notes yes. and the the, the the audience just went ballistic 
they, you know, yeah. and even my guys in the band like turned at me and the song ended and the keyboard player says that was the most magic note I think I've ever heard you play before you and so, know and so so what, how do you attribute that so there must have been a couple of things that go on because otherwise you would just take that moment for granted and say what qualitatively separated that moment from maybe a more typical moment what do you think there was definitely a call and response between you and yeah, everyone around you right? for sure I mean that yeah, yeah but that that particular one, I, I don't know. I, I don't know yeah. what what you it did at your... that particular moment because I was kind of in my own thing with my eyes closed and everything. But apparently, the audience was going, going nuts. nuts, you know, and, and, and they, they really felt that 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 tone. Right and there. that's and that's those are the things that you're working towards. I would imagine that yeah. those, it's those moments like that that let you believe that you could even be better if you somehow find your, oh. found your way back into that every single time you stepped onto the stage. And so what yeah. elements went into allowing you optimally to find that moment? Yeah, I, I you know, just practicing, really. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, you a little bit about that since you're a teacher right. and mastery, you know, someone that doesn't want to play their scales over and over again but how important that is like doing sit-ups at the gym it's like you discipline. can't skip the just sit-ups if you want a six-pack or eight-pack yeah. or 12-pack right yeah, exactly <laughs> well it's really on the basis on which the body is built so if he's going into his practice a practice you can practice the the you know the classic you know just going through the motions of practice but at a right. certain point you're not practicing the horn anymore as much as practicing how you are as you practice right is yes. there an element of it's true you can practice and just go through the motions but you know it it, it teaches you i think it, it it teaches you a dedication you know of of being committed i mean when i was in college i was i i, I practiced literally all between six and eight hours every day you know, five, wow. six days a week. Yeah. Well, and I, I locked my, it rained a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> I locked <laughs> myself in that practice room and I'd practice sax for a couple hours. I'd practice piano. Yeah. You know, I'd take a break. I'd come in and play a little flute and yeah. practice piano and some more sax every night. Every yeah. night. So, so what's the common denominator between the quality of all of those instruments? I mean, some aspect of you staying the same in relation to each instrument, right? Yes, definitely. You know, it makes you an all-around musician. Like so, so it's not the instrument as much as this instrument moving through yeah. that, right? So really the development, your development has to do, at this stage is not, you know, the technical aspect of it, but how you are when you move. Is there any emotional preparation that you have? Like you say, you get, a <laughs> little, you get, you get nervous, you get nervous, but is there yeah. something else that that you've practiced that is not nervous that manages to show up on that stage knowing that i'm knowing that i you know for goodness sakes i get to play my i get to play my horn in front of yeah. people and make people that's feel exciting. good that's right you, you do know? yeah i well, mean isn't... how how blessed is that Right there, yeah. I mean, and isn't the fiction, I like my day job. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should all like to our the day, day job. job. <laughs> but Matt, wouldn't you say some of those nerves that are there mm -hmm. are to shake some of the other stuff that maybe you're carrying with you yeah. before there, so you're not bringing 
you know, the family on the stage. You're not bringing right. that conversation that you have with your buddy yeah. onto the stage. So the nerves are the dissipator. And then you you know that you can do it. Like, you're not afraid that you right. can't do it, right? Right. Because some, <laughs> sometimes there will be some tense words, you know, before before a show. And yeah. and then I'll get it in the car and I'll drive to the gig and I'll be going. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, you get there and it kind of all just melts blows away. away. Yeah, yeah, it all kind of melts away. And then you're like, oh, why did why did I even have those tense well, words? Well, well, that, well, that, well yeah. that's, that's, that's really what this show is about. It's about that transition. It's about how we... How we take that stress and then we transform it into something higher or something better. Yeah. And I guess I guess you because of your your repetitive being on stage continually, you get to you get to do that continually. And mm-hmm. I mean that's a. I guess I guess as well when you come off a show and it's been really well, you're carrying a certain vibration oh. with you home with you. And you're, it might last a couple three days, right? If you're really in the zone. I, I can never sleep after a good show. Never. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if if I do a show when it's late and you've got that energy, you got that adrenaline, you know, and you, you, you come home and you just you can't <laughs> sleep, you know. It lights yeah, on, it's, it's, it's a party. Right. It's, yeah. a, it's an adrenaline. Yeah. Well, well, well how, how, sure. beauty, how, be, how beautiful is that? I mean, if you can, like, let's say I, I work a regular job. What, what, could you, what could you bestow upon somebody who has to... Go to uh, a nine to fiver, right? And uh, basically, how they're seeing that nine to five, and how do they how do they walk out of that job energized? You're practicing for eight hours. You're on stage for a couple three hours. Sometimes you're coming out of there energized. Would it be great to be able to go to work and not come home tired? Yeah. And so there, up. so there must be yeah. an aspect there that's opening up to allow this energy to move through you as freely. Really freely, in order to have that kind of, to be jazzed like that. I mean, what is yeah. it? What is what is that? This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. Hey, hey, let's enter into the joy zone with these indie creators. That is an excellent question. What what would make me feel that good about doing that you know I, I i will say that like there's there's a ritual of like you set your horn down and you open the case ah, and like a lot a lot of times i will uh I'll, I'll do a little you know a little little prayer to the horn or something before <laughs> i take it out and and there's a, a ritual of the way you set it up and yeah. the way you put it on the stand ah. and i have a i have a total the ritual yeah i do <laughs> i do it the same way pretty much every time when i put my horn together well that, that's a, that's a and, huge and thing that's a huge it. thing for us yeah. to that's a huge thing for us to take with it a lot yeah. of times we rush off to work we just rush off to work to get there yeah. on time in order to get through it though right right so i mean, I mean if, we're, if i'm working a like if I'm working preparing a, the set and setting, yeah, you know, I, like getting yeah. your coffee, taking your time to sit and be before you jump into it. Don't look at your phone. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> there's a there's a repeated sense of gratitude and reconnection to the thing that he has to attach himself to. Yep. You know, and I could in this case for him it's a an instrument uh, that he's working with, but for you know maybe it's a, a guy who works in a, as a mechanic. You know, he's got he's got all his tools. He's got all his stuff that he's got to well, walk into. He's got to yeah. go in and he's got to navigate a space. Well, those are special. 
all his tools. Yeah, but I if, like power right? tools. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but 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 I mean, I mean, how... I'm not allowed to use power tools because I need all my fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but if I'm if I'm stressed out, let's say my job is kind of wearing on me, how we go into it is a really really important thing. And should we all be blessed enough to be able to? You know, we're thinking at a certain point, this is a job for you. Yes, it is a well, job. It's not like it's yeah, not like it's know, not like it's I've, not like it's like like he's just showing up for the first time. But he's at, what he's able to do is re in, reinvent himself, rediscover himself in the moment for the first time every time. And it's a, it, it's a job, but it's, the point is is he's ele- able to elevate and well, to you're create. Keeping the beginner's mind. Yeah, you know there'll be times when I'm playing <laughs> a, playing a, a disco song or something, you know. And thinking, well, you know, this is kind of isn't what I signed up for a little bit, you know. But then you look out and people are dancing and have a good time. And you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, you, well you're lucky enough to have yeah. that feedback. Yeah. You well, know? and share because how I think Matt also teaches students, which we talked a little yeah. bit about. And so that's, you know, you have to have a lot of patience, you know, yeah. because you're not hearing like Mozart every day with your students. Right. You're teaching them from the ground up. Right. If you can share a little bit how you get yourself in the mindset to really mentor them, inspire them, and motivate them. You know, I try and be a, a total motivator for my youngest students. And um, at, at, at that age, you can make it or break it for their whole What, music, how, what age are you talking about? Career. What age are you talking they're, about? They're, my students are anywhere from 6 to 13. So they're the youngest, beginningest, begin if that's a word, music mm-hmm. students that that are in, you know, they're just starting. Some of them, they're having their very first musical experiences ever in my class. Wow, so that's I'm, really important. I, I want to make it fun for them, you know. Yeah. I want to make sure they can laugh. Like, we have a part, part of the class is called jam time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just exactly what it is. <laughs> jam time, you know. <laughs> And that's pretty much the point where I'm like, maybe you guys should put the headphones on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? It makes it fun for them, yeah. right? You know, and at jam time, you can push every button on the keyboard, yeah. you know? You know, and I want to make it fun for them. I want them to be able to carry music on in their whole life, yeah. you know, or as long as possible. And, you know, it's it's not something for everybody all yeah, the time, absolutely. you know? Everybody's got their own skill and their own thing that they bring to the table but but, but music in itself is 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 really sacred in itself because yeah. eventually yeah when it gets right down to it it's all aligned with the laws of nature yeah. it's all aligned with frequency it's all right. uh, vibration it's harmonic series yeah, yeah. V- vibration yeah. and the music theory itself is all about the study of, of how everything is functioning yeah and that's and that's kind of that's magical Absolutely, it's you know, very special. And I very... guess, I guess, if you can align, you can align these young ones with something that resonates. The moment they see it, it resonates with somebody else. Yeah. I guess, I guess, you hooked them, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I've had some students go into some great places. I had one of my one of my students found me um, on social media, and I had given him his very first music lessons at six. Turns out he's now a, a, an opera singer, like a famous mm-hmm. opera singer. Nice. Wow. Yeah, he's like a total rock star <laughs> in the opera thing. And he found me online to let me know that I, those first like two or three years of me teaching him music made him realize he never forgot. He never forgot about me. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, when, when I found, when, That's yeah, when I found that one out. Pen. I mean, that's just, that <laughs> melted me right there. Yeah. And we're still, you know, now we're, you know, we're friends online, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you made an impression on both my children. You taught them how to play the keyboard and uh, both have continued to uh, take what you taught them and are inspired to even teach themselves playing the guitar keyboard so Matt Kelly we got one minute left with you <laughs> mm-hmm. what would you what would you like to share what, what would I like anything to share else in the last you moment? know music is amazing and it's something that makes brings you emotions of love and of joy and of sadness and introspectiveness and you know it's something that just it's, it moves us all. It moves us all. And, you know, I'm super grateful to be able to convey that to people and through performance and through teaching and through recordings and through just hanging out, jamming with some mm. friends in the jungle. Uh, I love it. I want to be in the jungle. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's Matt Kalen, yeah. everybody. That's Matt Kalen. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Matt underscore Kalen. You can also check out uh, ManuelTheBand.com and ManuelTheBand on Instagram. And you guys as well. are playing this Saturday. This Saturday at the Music Tastes Good Festival here in Long, in Long Beach. Beach. The Music yeah. Tastes Good Festival here in Long Beach, yep. people. At 1.30, find this man. Roll it, Thomas. Roll the end. Thank you, guys.
This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. Back live now? Hey, we're back live. That was Matt Kalen. That was Matt Kalen. Suzanne. Yes, Thomas. How about that? Yeah, pretty what special. A, what a trip. Money and music. Money and music. Yeah. Money and music. What'd you, what'd you get out of tonight? Well, I, you know, I really think um, from Greg, just the aspect of really thinking about what our relationship to life is, is and how we want to our currency, our money to be an extension of that. Not looking at it from like, you, I need this, this and this, but really this is the quality of my life and how do I welcome in that which I need to sustain that and relate to the world that way. I think it's cool that there's even a guy out there thinking <laughs> about money that way. I didn't even know. He's, he's making it sound like, you know, he's, he's like, there's tons of them out there thinking like he's thinking. I can't believe that that's yeah. the case. Because if so, I would go to church. I would go to the church of, of Greg. Greg. Yeah. I would go to, go to the church of Greg Wend in, in order to get my light. But this, that, that, guy, that guy shed some light on, on money and how to perceive it from a healthy place. Absolutely. And how about, how about this Matt Kalen guy? Well, Matt, uh, I think, reminding us to listen, uh, listen deeply and to harmonize and know when to put ourselves out there and when to bring ourselves back in and, what did you call it, Matt? Uh, blend in. I think it's a really important skill in life, especially right now with social media, the way we have it. Everyone's like, look at me, look at me. But when, when do we uh, accentuate one another and welcome ourselves to support one another? Yeah, I, I, like, I liked how he was talking about, like, the space that he would create for himself. Yeah. Like, the time that he would take to sit and be inspired and then, and then let that horn reflect that experience in his own private moment. Can you imagine, like, being up in the canyon <laughs> and you're walking through the canyon and all of a sudden you're like, what the hell is that music? Uh, what is that music? I, so, I love it. So the... the <laughs> The, the sound. I would get my flute out and the sound, try to run towards it. The sound, <laughs> the sound of music. For God's sake, just yeah. run like you have your own living soundtrack. With so, if you guys are out there in the in the in the woods and you hear the saxophone player, it's probably Matt out there taking a little <laughs> adventure retreat with his little mini sax. I mean, that that was uh, mm. that that was really inspiring, and uh, especially for any musicians that. Uh, uh, aspire just to take it on a day-to-day basis and and be patient with your own growth and 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 uh, learn to appreciate yourself in it and keep rediscovering yourself. You know, Absolutely. as as an artist, as an artist, as any sort of an artist, as you're, a human, you're, you're just <laughs> every keep day rediscovering ourselves. Every day, you you know, you got this stage that's <laughs> called life. You know, you, yeah. if you take the time and find your own personal ritual to get yourself here. As if you're getting on stage, how much sweeter would life be? Yeah, absolutely. Keeping that beginner's mind for well, every moment. Extraordinary. Thanks for being here, Suzanne Thank Toro. you, Thomas. Like us on Facebook, on Instagram, yeah. on Twitter. Sharing is caring. And come back for some more.
This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani.
You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani.